Welcome to Sane Split, a podcast about staying sane when relationships end. I am AJ Jakubowska, family law lawyer and mediator. Just like you, I'm human. I understand what can happen when people separate. Lots of questions swirling around like confetti. Lots of uncertainty, perhaps anger, disappointment, or even pain. Sleepless nights, shallow breathing. Will I ever be happy again? Will the kids be okay? How much is all this going to cost? All of these questions are human and you're not alone. This podcast features my thoughts about separation and my interviews with other humans who help people when their relationships end. People who assist with legal issues, who mediate, who look after hearts and minds, and even after the pocketbook. People who might help you plan your future. What you will hear is not legal advice. These are dialogues primarily about the human aspect of separation. We will try to stay away from legal lingo. It's humans talking to humans. I hope that something you hear will help you navigate your way to a sane split. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. Most people hope to never meet a family law lawyer, ever. I'm joking, of course, at least I hope I am. I do have many friends who are not family law lawyers, so there are people who are okay with meeting one and even staying friends with one. Today, I'm talking about preparing for your first meeting with a family law lawyer. For the purposes of our discussion, I am going to assume two possible scenarios. Number one, that you are either interviewing one or more lawyers because you're in the process of selecting someone to help you out with issues arising out of your separation for the first time, or number two, you are in the process of switching lawyers and you're interviewing potential replacements for your last lawyer. My suggestions for both scenarios will overlap in some respects, but there are some unique features to each type of meeting and I will touch on those as well. Let's establish first that the fact that you're looking for a lawyer likely means that you are also experiencing some level of stress. Whether you are the one who ended the relationship or that decision was made for you, there is likely some emotion involved and you may be feeling off balance. You are likely navigating unchartered waters and are concerned about what is around the corner. Why is that important to realize as you are preparing for your first meeting with a lawyer? Because the fact that you are stressed or emotional will very likely impact on the meeting and your ability to process the information that is being provided to you. When we are stressed, we take shallow breaths. Our bodies are tense. As we say in yoga, our shoulders are wrapped around our ears. And we pay less attention than we normally do because we're stressed. There may be some brain fog too. 
these are not criticisms at all. I'm simply commenting on what I have observed over many, many years of practice. People don't come to their initial meeting with a lawyer with a broad smile on their face, with open body language. They do not saunter into my office when they first come to see me as if they were strolling into a restaurant on a vacation in Hawaii. They usually bring with them an air of concern, perhaps even anxiety. To say that they are nervous is an understatement, and their body language often shows it. Sometimes they hold it together for a few minutes, and then the dam breaks. Tears begin to flow. And these may be tears of relief that they can speak to someone comfortably about their issues, what they are facing, and how it makes them feel. This nervousness is to be expected, and you should give yourself a break if you're feeling this way. Here is a question. Is there anything you can do to tackle that nervousness and to help you ease into the idea that let's not sugarcoat it, you will be meeting with a stranger for the first time in your life to whom you might eventually entrust the management of your family law case. Yes, there are things you can do. Here are my suggestions. Number one, keep in mind that this meeting is for you, for your benefit. What do I mean here? You are the one approaching a professional, a family law lawyer, trying to determine if this is the right person to help you with your needs. If you keep reminding yourself that you are essentially interviewing a potential candidate, then that will help you view the circumstances and the meeting itself in a more empowering way. I tell clients I meet for the first time that it's in fact a two-way interview because I'm also trying to determine if I'm the right person for them and if I can in fact assist them effectively with what they need and in a way they would expect me to do it. But first and foremost, your initial meeting with the family law lawyer is your opportunity to make a decision as to whether they are the right professional for you. And you should remember that. Number two, remember that you're meeting with a family law lawyer, even if it ends up being only a consultation and you do not retain them, is privileged meaning that it is completely confidential. That lawyer can never reveal the content of your conversation to anyone and definitely not to the other party. When a potential client calls a lawyer's office, a conflict check is always completed. And that means that each lawyer has to keep a bank of names of all people with whom they consulted. And when you call and provide your name and the name of the other party, that lawyer has an obligation to do a conflict check to ensure he or she 
had never met with or spoken to the other party. There are narrow situations in which a potential conflict of interest can be waived, but that must involve the agreement of both parties. So I'm not going to discuss it here because it is beyond the scope of this show. Back to the point. You should feel comfortable sharing with the lawyer with whom you are meeting the details of your case without having to worry that somehow that information will be used against you in the future. Why? Because the meeting is confidential, even if you never see that lawyer again. Number three, your meeting with a family law lawyer is not a skill test or a speed recollection test. You will not be asked trick or skill testing questions and you will not be put in an uncomfortable spotlight for any reason. Remember that when you are asked a question, the question is most likely designed to help the lawyer understand the case and your circumstances and not to put you on the spot. If you are asked, for example, about a date you cannot recall, simply say you do not remember and nobody will hold it against you. You are in a stressful situation to begin with and your recall of facts, dates and events may be impaired. So give yourself a break, take a deep breath and tell the lawyer you don't remember but you will look into the date if necessary. The lawyer will understand. As for the second part, that the meeting is not a speed recollection test, you are likely to hear a lot of new information in the meeting and on subject matter with which you are completely unfamiliar. After all, you're coming to meet with a professional who is an expert in their field and they have the technical information. You likely don't. You should feel comfortable taking notes and asking the lawyer to rephrase things if there is anything you do not understand. Again, no one will be judging you on your ability to absorb and process information on the spot. Remember, the meeting is for you. Number four. Preparation helps. Okay, maybe that's a bit much, too ambitious. And my putting things that way may put too much pressure on you. Let me rephrase that. Making a bit of a plan, thinking ahead, helps. Some people come to such meetings very prepared. And it's clear to me that they have spent some time putting together questions and considering topics they want to cover in the initial meeting. So they may be asking about specific issues or potential chances of success on various positions. Here are some common examples. Am I likely to succeed in arguing that the children should live with me full time? Am I likely to get child support or spousal support or both? Will the matrimonial home have to be sold? Some people come to such meetings with literally pages of questions, and that is perfectly fine. 
but not absolutely necessary. You can do that, but you don't have to. What I am suggesting is that you give the meeting some thought before you actually attend it. What are you looking for in a family law lawyer? What attributes would actually help you decide to hire them? Would they need to inspire your confidence? Would they sound caring and compassionate? Or is that something which matters less to you than their ability to tackle your questions about the law? Would you expect them to be available virtually all the time, including on weekends? How soon after you send an email would you expect them to respond? Do you have questions about how they bill and who will actually be involved in working on your matter? What steps are they prepared to take to keep your legal fees at a manageable level and help you manage your resources as well as possible? Are you the type of client who wants to be actively involved at every stage of your case, including reviewing draft letters before they go out? Or will you essentially have the lawyer run your day-to-day case and only obtain your instructions on specific points and at forks in the road, so to speak? Many people come to the initial meeting with such an incredible level of stress that they cannot even imagine posing these questions to themselves ahead of time or considering them. And that is perfectly fine too. However you come to the meeting in whatever state is perfectly fine and the family law lawyer will understand. What I am trying to do is give you some suggestions for how you may want to ease some of that anxiety and give yourself a greater feeling of control over your situation. These are just pointers, not musts. Let's talk about the other scenario, and that is your shopping around for a lawyer to replace your current one. And that may be because you have decided to part ways with your current lawyer, or he or she is requesting that you find someone new. There are some unique features to such meetings when you are essentially interviewing potential candidates. In advance of such a meeting, you might consider asking yourself, what did the previous lawyer do well? And what were his or her shortcomings, at least from your perspective? In other words, how might you improve on that relationship? And what attributes are you looking for in their replacement? This is your chance at making your next relationship with your lawyer better and more effective. So keep in mind what was good or bad about the last one to the extent that you can control that. Your next lawyer will be entering into a case that is already at least half-baked, as we say. There may already have been negotiations or perhaps a court case has already been commenced by someone, either you or the other side, and there may be a hearing around the corner. All this information is vitally important to the lawyer with whom you are meeting, 
because the status of the case and the urgency with which they need to hit the ground running will impact on their willingness to take on the case or even their ability to do so. What does all this mean? It means that at this meeting, you should be in a position to summarize what has happened in your case so far. And if there is a court case, to give the lawyer a general idea of the status and definitely the date of the next hearing. You should bring with you to the meeting copies of any court orders and, in fact, any court material which you believe would be helpful for the lawyer to see to understand what your case is about. Unless you make specific arrangements for this in advance, you should not expect the lawyer to be reading the court material in front of you for the first time as you are meeting. That would not be wise or cost-effective. So again, if you want the lawyer to read anything in advance, you should make specific arrangements for him or her to do that before the meeting but you should definitely bring with you copies of any court orders at the very least. I want to touch on another point which is vitally important when it comes to initial meetings. Some people begin looking for a family law lawyer only once they have been served with court material. For example, you may be served with an application or a motion to change. The first point I need to make here is that you should react to being served very quickly because there are timelines that apply here and you must respond within a specific period of time. In the case of an application, 30 days may sound like a long time to respond, but trust me when I say that it is not. Begin looking for a lawyer right away and build into your search the idea that this may not be a quick exercise. You will need to find someone with the right fit and who is also available to take your case and deal with court proceedings right away. Assume not all lawyers are prepared to do that. So again, don't delay. And if you are meeting with a lawyer in those circumstances, Make sure you bring with you all the paperwork with which you were served and try and recall very specifically the date on which you were served because that date matters for the purposes of calculating when the response is due. Here is my summary comment to end this show. When you separate, you will be feeling pressure to make decisions quickly, to select professionals quickly, to take positions quickly, to be first out of the gate. Sometimes you won't really know why, but you may feel that way. Pressure is not a great context in which to make decisions. If you have some time, take the time to select the right professional for your case the right family law lawyer. I am a big proponent of interviewing several before you decide. Give all the candidates thought. Consider the pros 
and cons of hiring them and then make your decision. On the other hand, do not delay if, for example, you have been served. One way or another, you will be stressed to some extent. You will be nervous. You will be apprehensive. Be kind to yourself. Consider the overall circumstances. What you are feeling is not unusual. Consider bringing someone to the meeting with you, a family member or friend. I have talked in a previous show about the pros and cons of doing that. And if you do bring someone, the lawyer with whom you will be meeting will explain the implications for confidentiality. But overall, my message is the following. Do not think that what you are experiencing before your first meeting with a lawyer or even at the meeting itself is out of the ordinary. It is not. Give yourself a break. Manage the anxiety the best way you can and press on. Because after all, it's about navigating your way to a sane split. Thank you for listening. I hope you will tune in again. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach me through my website, separationinontario.com. Subscribing to the podcast through your favorite app will make future episodes available to you automatically. Signing off for now.